Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Tiger fans, welcome to episode 152 of the official Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club podcast, bringing you all the latest news, updates, and buzz surrounding your mighty JSU Tigers. I am the Corey C. Be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast to be notified of every new episode. Apple Podcast users, rate and review the show, and everyone. Follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. It all helps the cause, which is the I love, Jackson State University. And joining me today are the JSU Football Insiders, Ken and Zoe. Welcome back in, guys. What's going on, Ken? What's going on, Corey? We're happy to be back here. What's going on, fellas? What's up? What's up, man? Uh, happy to be back on. Um, Absolutely. Thank you for having me, man. Oh, man, no doubt. A pleasure, man. It's always exciting to get together and talk Jackson State football, even though it was a tough one last week. We took one on the chin against the hated Jags, and that's really left us with a lot of unanswered questions, some unease among the fan base. And Coach Prime even came out after the game and took the blame himself. And then, you know, you always want to gauge the temperature of the team and see where their heads are. But even with all these question marks, I think we're starting to learn some things about this team and this season and even this transition under the new staff. And, you know, there was a lot of hype around Coach Prime and his arrival and, and maybe an expectation by many that the team would come out of the gates full speed ahead. But we see that that's just not the case. So, Ken Clark, I know you're you're always pretty level-headed and in, in terms of, of, of keeping things in perspective, not getting too high, not getting too low in these situations, not getting over emotional. So let's say I'm that fan that that's looking at the glass is half empty. I'm starting to panic right now. I'm starting to not believe. Are you able to talk me off the ledge? Yeah, Corey, actually, I, I think I can. Uh, it just depends on uh, whether or not they're willing to take the facts for what they are. So, so let's, you know, we lost Saturday. Uh, it was a non-conference SWAT game. Uh, non-SWAC conference game uh, against our most hated rival. Um, we all wanted to win that game. We haven't beat them since 2013. Matter of fact, a loss to them is is probably a bookmark as to when we all felt like things went south for the JSU football program. However, let's put things in its perspective. I think on Saturday, what we learned is what we needed to know about our team. Mm-hmm. Uh, we jumped out the gates early, 3-0. and uh, We got excited. We back, but Corey, I think uh, some of the things that popped out some of those games, uh, the first three games that we actually won, uh, there were some deficiencies there. 
Uh, we we suffered some injuries on the offensive line, which uh, Zoe touched on that on on a previous episode. Um, we we're dealing with a, a hobbled Jalen Jones. You know, we we th- these are not excuses, but these are the facts. So some of the um, I would say areas of that needed some improvement, even in the wins, kind of reared his ugly head over the past uh, over this past week. So if I'm that if I'm speaking to that fan that that's panicking right now, I'm just saying, hey, relax. It takes time. Uh, these guys just got on campus in January. I, I know. I know. It seems like we've been playing for quite some time, but with Corey and Zoe, they showed up January the fourth, and they met the team, and we got started on the field practicing. I just want to give some perspective to the fact that um, when you don't really know your personnel kind of like a, a, a coach that's had that program in place for years. You can try some things. They may not work. You try to adjust. You try to put the players in the best position for them to win. And you know what? If the execution isn't there, if a player doesn't understand this, a misassignment there, it can lead to the outcome that we saw on Saturday. So no excuses, but just relax, man. We got a, we got a great coaching staff with a great vision. Uh, with some, with, He put together a great recruiting class. Uh, a great team of coaches, and like he said, uh, we need buy-in from everyone. Believe, keep believing. Don't, don't, uh, don't, don't throw the towel in just yet. It's only been three months. Mm-hmm. Most definitely, be it as it may. If I were to poll any JSU fan before the seasons and ask them, "Hey, what is your expectation coming up from this upcoming season during this COVID year with the coaching staff that's coming in January?" having to play seven games, what would you predict our record to be? Would us still having the potential to possibly end up at five and five and two when we were four and eight last year with about 90% of the same players we had last year? If I told every Jackson State fan we would have a five and two record, I can assure you everyone will be jumping up and joy with that. I don't doubt that at all. So we still have everything in front of us. Now we we need help to get to the swag championship game, but uh, that five and two record is still in front of us. Uh, hopefully we can make some necessary changes and we can get there. And we can you segue that on to the upcoming fall. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you talked about what we have in front of us. Things don't get any easier <laughs> with Alabama A&M rolling into town next. You know, this is a well-coached team, high-powered offense led by an NFL prospect at quarterback who he really spreads the wealth around the multiple speedy receivers who can make things happen out in space. This presents a little bit of a different challenge for us from some of our previous matchups. So how do you see this shaping out for us defensively though? Uh, defensively, that's a great question. Uh, typically most coaches like to go by tendency. And if they're going to go by tendency from what they've seen on film, being that they only play one game, a great question we have to see is, We've had trouble the past two weeks in these losses stopping the run. As you stated, A&M is a high-passing attack. Are they going to deviate from what they do to try to run the ball as a means to success? Because right now, I would say a strength of our team is the back end. We haven't had too many passes caught on our cornerbacks. We've had passes caught with regards to like being in zone or behind linebackers, but just straight-up catches on our downfield on our cornerbacks haven't had too much of that. So do they deviate from their strength to try to win the game? Because that could work in our favor. But also, they have a high passing attack, but their their quarterback is turnover prone as well, which also could help us because in a game like this, turnovers, interceptions, 
if we can get two to three turnovers, maybe an interception ran back, and they're known for putting the ball on the ground, that could work in our favor as well. With our offense having some trouble, any other way that we can score points would be a benefit to us. So, I mean, I think uh, I think this game, in a way, it may sound crazy, I think this team bodes well for us as a change because they, I don't foresee them running the ball and committing to the to the run against us. I, I, I agree with what Zoe just had to say. Um, I think when you're playing sports, more specifically football here, uh, it comes down to matchups. Um, going into uh, the last two games uh, that we uh, lost to Alabama State as well as Southern, um, their strengths were actually our weaknesses. Uh, to make um, to piggyback on Zoe's point, I think Alabama A&M, now no slight to kill glass. I mean, he he's the um, – he is a great quarterback. He can spin it if you give him time. If we, if we can't get pressure on him and, and make him a little um, anxious in the pocket, he can stand back there and pick us apart. But Zoe touched on the thing that I was thinking about, which is uh, the one game that he has played this year, uh, first game of the season versus uh, South Carolina State, uh, he turned the ball over four times, uh, three interceptions he threw. Uh, he threw four touchdowns, but he also threw three, three picks. Uh, but – if you look at that game, which I had a chance to uh, take a look at it, uh, they were able to get to him. They were able to t- touch him. Uh, they were able to uh, make him anxious in the pocket. Uh, Alabama and them didn't have much of a, of a run. They, they ran the ball some, but that's not their strong point like Zoe just said. Uh, I felt like their offensive line could gave, gave away a little bit, but because Akil is, 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 is as good as he is, he was able to uh, make some plays for him. Now, as far as our defense – our strongest, I, I think I can, in my opinion, our strongest position is the cornerback position right now, the DB position. I'll say that uh, with uh, uh, CJ and, and, and Nugget. Hopefully, Bolden is is okay and, and can play Saturday. We're not sure, but even even so, we, you got Shaw. So if you if you so what you have is you have a kill glass versus our cornerbacks. The question marks is going to be. Can there can our defensive line put pressure on a kill glass? I think that's the game plan that our defensive coordinator, uh, Dennis Thurman, is going to um, look to try to uh, put some pressure on it. On, on, and hopefully we'll see some different blitz packages or, or some adjustments here and there. Uh, but one last point, when you go back to the uh, you can also go back to our game last year. Our, our game last year was a shootout. There was no defense played. <laughs> I think that game ended 48-43. Whoever had the ball last won the game. So they had the ball last. They scored 25 seconds to go in the game, and they won. So, um, yeah, they held South Carolina State to seven points. But if you go look at that game, I felt like that seven points on South Carolina side was more so to what South Carolina did not have defen- offensively, more so than what Alabama and them had defensively. So, uh, that's my take on it. I, I see. I see. Uh, we got our chances. We got our chances. And one, one other point I like to make: uh, they've only played one game. That works well in our favor. Another thing, I really feel like they won't be able to generate the pressure to our O line like all the other teams because they don't have a strong front seven. So that bodes well for us as well. We may be able to run the best we've had in the past two weeks against this particular team. And one other thing I want to throw in there to, to Zoe's point, I, I wouldn't say so. So I kind of I kind of keep it uh, with with what's in front of me. That's kind of how I keep my perspective. 
I, I, we only saw one game this year, and they held their, they held a, a really good South Carolina State team, uh, what we think to be. Buddy Pugh has has historically had a great MEAC teams. Uh, they held them to seven. So I'm not going to take that from them. I'm not saying Zoe is. But one of the things I will say, they may not have the biggest front uh, seven, but what I did see in that game is they have a lot of speed. So um, where they where they lack size, they make up for speed. So I think they can give us some problems uh, if our O-line isn't uh, on point on, on, on Saturday. Uh, but I, I, I can see our O-line winning, winning our battles. Um, and and being able to to make some plays, but we we got to have a running game, and I think this game here uh, will bode well for our running game. I feel like the offensive line will have an opportunity to open up some holes, and I'm not sure who's going to start at running back. Whether it's Greg Williams, I know Tyson Alexander went down with an injury. Hopefully, he's okay. Uh, but I'm hoping to see Chemo back. I know he's had some fumbleitis, but man, Chemo's uh, physicality. And his running style would be great in this game. I just, I really hope he get that chance. I know earlier this season he's had had some fumble issues, but we see him on special teams. Mm-hmm. Maybe with Tyson going down, we see him, and, and that works works well for us on Saturday. Zoe, you had an interesting point about uh, we were talking offline about Greg Williams, the guy who we we've seen here and there. Uh, you know, a transfer coming in from from uh, Memphis. I, I personally, you know, had expected some big things from him. Can't say if he's lived up to the expectations or, or had the opportunity. So I really don't know what we have in him. But but you brought some things. Uh, what what do you see in Greg Williams specifically uh, with the uh, this matchup? Well, with this particular game, uh, Greg Williams having the size that he has and the type of runner that he is, uh, with us not having. The past two weeks, the great pass, I mean, the great run blocking that we would like to have. I believe I can expect for us to have some wrinkles in this week. I can foresee us, um, I mean, even more so now with the announcement of the quarterback change, I can see us, you know, changing something on the offensive end to where we could uh, do a lot more pass pro. Greg Williams, that, that, that's an added blocker to help with pass pro. Also, I expect for with the change of quarterback to have more passes out of the backfield to negate that pass rush, a lot more running back screens. Um, Greg Williams has a size, and he's an inside runner. Um, we won't, we'll have less speed with him in there, but I think we can get a lot of positive rushing yards with him there. And um, you can expect the back, I'm sorry, the running back to get a lot of production this game. One thing I'll say about Greg Williams that I want to I want to give him a shout out because uh, I think he maybe other than Kylan Ritchie has had one of the the, the best uh, body transformations I've seen since when he first got to fourteen hundred. He you know he he looked a little soft, but if you look at him now, uh, I, I have to just doff my hat off to him for him. Uh, he looks like he slimmed down. He's definitely toned up. Uh, he he's 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 a physical running, a physical downhill runner. Like Zoe said, we, we give up a little speed and then a little bit of explosiveness with Tyson being out. But like you said, he's a more surefire uh, three-down style back. Uh, we, 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 we get a, a much better uh, pass blocker, and I think he got some pretty pretty good hands as well uh, to catch the ball out of the backfield. But the, uh, the biggest concern for me um, in relation to um, the offense, and hopefully Greg can help pick up the slack, is the uh, vulnerability of the A-gap. And the reason why I say that is because we're starting to see the depth 
or lack thereof from the center position, uh, which I, I, you know, it, we have some um, some injuries on the O line. We, we we don't we don't even have a center on the roster. So hopefully, where we saw the A gap compromise in last game, where we were getting blitz right up the middle and off the edge, <laughs> hopefully we'll be able to have a running back in there. Um, like Zoe mentioned, uh, we're going to a different quarterback. Hopefully, Greg will be able to help um, in that regard more so, as well as running the ball. I, I, not not more so. But well, to add to add on to that, what what I foresee is being that there's a change of quarterback, I can foresee tons of wrinkles for this game, and that's why Greg Williams comes into play. Uh, and, and I think I believe he's going to play a pivotal role. Uh, like I said, you add in again uh, pass protection, as well as I foresee us actually using a lot more double tight end formations because if you actually go back to the Edward Water game, when um, Quincy actually played. We actually had Robert Washington. We actually had Robert Washington. And, um, and um, Kimo. I mean, Kimo. Kimo. at the same time. And uh, that's right. we use a lot of double tight end information. So, you, in fact, that's a good recipe to add in. Uh, and I am more than confident in the wide receivers that we have. I don't believe there's a single cornerback in the entire conference that can stay with Dalen Baldwin at all. Um, and I agree with that. Also, add to the <laughs> fact that uh, – Every throw on the field. Uh, I think also with by the end of the first quarter, because of some of the plays we may use during the passing game, I think it's going to open up because we're going to stretch the field a whole lot more with Quincy in at quarterback. So, but I, I, I foresee us having uh, some refreshing success on on Saturday um, on offense. And you guys keep referring to it, this quarterback change, obviously a huge shakeup on offense. Coach Prime did announce that Quincy Casey will be taking over as a starting quarterback. Now, some may say this is a bold move. Some may say this is a needed move. Some may even say this is a desperate move. But uh, where do you guys stand on this move? And and even, you know, talking about Jalen Jones and some of the obstacles that he faced and now moving on to Quincy, Quincy Casey and seeing what he can do now with the offense. Well, I think um... – I, I do think it was a bold move. I think it was also a um, shot in the arm. Um, sitting in the stands watching the game, uh, uh, Corey and Zoe, it was, it was, it was, we, we had some success um, moving, throwing the ball a little bit, but um, I, I would say you got to see what you got with Quincy. I think Quincy gives us uh, a much larger passing route tree that we can work from. Uh, gives uh, Coach Pollock, Coach uh, uh, Coach Phillips, uh, whoever's calling the plays in that particular game or game plan, and it gives them uh, a, a few more arrows to shoot out. Right, uh, bowls up. Uh, shout out to Quincy Casey. I know that's his. Uh, <laughs> that's his. That's his thing, right? So um, it gives you a few more, you know, um, op- options from a standpoint. Now, is Quincy? My opinion is, and I said this when, when we both had both of them in as true freshmen. I feel like Quincy Casey is a better passing quarterback. He's more of a pro-style pocket passer that can run. Jalen is a dual threat uh, that can pass. Um, Jalen gives you dynamic. Um, you know, uh, 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 he gives you explosion. He gives you the ability to uh, game breaking, right? But Jalen is also battling injuries right now, growing uh, knee, uh, legs. Um, so when you when you when you go into a game versus your most hated rival, right? And you look at the time of possession. You look at the amount of three and outs that we had. You look at the drop passes. 
the question you say is, was that on the wide receiver or was that on the quarterback? Well, one particular drop pass, we threw a dart to the wide receiver, to I mean, uh, to the running back, which is a running back screen. That's a touch pass. He threw a, a um, you know, when you, when you have those situations and it leads to three and outs and you can't get the offense going and all the defensive coordinators can put eight, eight in the box and say, if you're going to beat me, Jalen, you're going to have to beat me with your arm, right? All right, guess what happened now? Coach, Coach Prime comes out and said, we started Quincy Casey. So guess what now uh, Connell Maynard has to do? He has to game plan for a quarterback that can spin it now. He can, put, he can make every single throw, all right? Quincy, um, and he also can run. Uh, I, and one of the biggest things I would say, and we had Corey, uh, we had Quincy on on the show, and that young man is probably the most confident player on that roster. <laughs> there is nobody that believes more in Quincy Casey than Quincy Casey, and it's not arrogance; it's confidence in what you, your preparation, your training, and what you uh, feel like uh, you can do. Kudos to him for staying down, staying ready, and man, I'm excited for him. I really hope he goes out and 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 light it up, man. I want to see him reach in the back by his name and pull that bow out and shoot it in the air. We know if he's doing that, Zoe, hey, guess what? He just threw a touchdown, man. So that's my take on that. <laughs> I, I agree wholeheartedly. Quincy gives us an added dimension in the, in the passing game. Now, um, I'm a Jalen Jones fan, um, but, I, but I believe that just going off what the coaches are doing and what they're telling us, um, we're limited and we're cutting the field off on offense. So, for example, like Jalen only has about four routes that, or five routes that, that are thrown that we've seen thus far. But I think with Quincy, Quincy is able to make all the throws on the field. Um, if you look at between the hashes, with Jalen on the offense, they've only asked Jalen to throw slants. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say it's an indictment on whether he can or can't make those throws, but I can say the coaches aren't allowing him to throw anything outside of that between the hashes. It's, it's slants only. Only other passes we've seen where Jay, where Jalen has dropped back to throw the ball. It's a back shoulder fade, a go route, or some type of wide receiver screen. Those are outside the numbers. Everything else in the hash is, is a slant only. Now, with Quincy, I can already gauge the one touchdown that he has. It was straight down the seam. Beautiful ball, straight down the seam. Jalen hasn't even attempted that one single pass all this year. So with, with Quincy, it's going to open up the offense because defense is right now. The only thing that we have when Jalen is in the game from a passing standpoint is when we ever we ran a naked bootleg, we're pretty much where we're going against the back brain against the defense, and it's wide open. But, but other than that, we aren't we, we aren't, they haven't asked him to drop back, you know, scale the field and, and, and hit a receiver. And so by doing it, the defense are loading up the zone, and they're begging for us to throw it. And when we're throwing it, everything is underneath. So by Quincy being there, I believe we're going to take more shots with that pass pro that I talked about earlier. You're going to have more things that are open. And, and again, you know, now we may see uh, Christian Allen in the game. Uh, we may see a lot more Warren Newman in this game. He's going to be an X factor this game uh, because I think quicker passes get him in space and we can get the ball to him. You know, the only thing I'm worried about with regards to Quincy is, you know, again, he just needs the reps. But uh, hopefully, you know, if he can stay upright long enough, you know, knock on wood, 
you know, then, you know, he gets a rep and again, he has that great confidence. His confidence can grow some more and then he could just let everything flow because trust me, he can make every, he, he can make every throw, but he's willing to make every throw. That's the difference. And the coaches have displayed that they have confidence right. in him. Uh, Prime even has some quotes today saying, hey, they sat down with the coordinators. They talked over everything with him and he's good to go. So I have all the faith in the world in him. I hope like heck that we can protect Quincy, uh, Quincy and Jalen. You know, I do feel like Quincy can move a little bit. He, he He's not a he's not slow. He's just not fast as Jalen. OK, he, he, he's, he could get out of get out of there. But a, a lot of times Quincy get locked in. Um, and 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 figuring he, he's reading the defenses and, and he may stand in the pocket a little too long, may uh, hold on the ball a little bit too long, but that comes from reps. That comes from not really having a feel. If you go back to the Mississippi Valley game when he started la- uh, last season when we played uh, our 2019 season, a um, little shaky here and there, but he he's he's gotten stronger. He's got uh, he he's he's uh, toned his body up. Had a great off season training. Uh, um, uh, regimen. I know his trainer personally. Um, and listen, uh, you take Coach CJ coming in and, 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 and installing the strength and conditioning. Listen, I think Quincy is is primed and ready to roll. It's just a matter of making sure that that offensive line can give Quincy time or if we get time. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Zoe go back to that point. Originally, I think I'm not going to I'm not going to disrespect the, the, the Alabama A&M defensive line. But I feel like this. I believe. <laughs> that our offensive line is better than their defensive line this game. And I expect that our offensive line is going to protect Quincy long enough. Uh, Quincy's not going to just stare down one receiver and throw to his first option. Quincy will get to his third option. But uh, before I uh, uh, end that, I do want to give a shout out to Jalen because I, I, I had a, I had a chance to go look at his stats. And, um, man, in five games, Jalen went 79 for 153, 55% passing. Um, 1,016 yards passing, 11 touchdowns, only three interceptions with a, a net average of 203 yards per game. And we know he's dynamic on his feet. Um, 63 rushes, 348 yards gain with a net loss of 100, which dropped him down to 248, but he had five touchdowns. So in five games, listen, man, this ain't an indictment on Jalen. Jalen has been hurt since the Valley game. And 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 he's got a he's he's got the heart of a of a warrior. Uh, I understand, you know, the the cards he's been dealt. But to go out there in five games, man, and put up 16 touchdowns with only three turnovers uh, speaks. And then, too, man, this this man has played. I mean, he's only started. He started less than a full swag season. So put that in your pipe and, 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 and marinate it only for a minute. You know, for we, we don't want to have no Jalen Jones hate or whatever, but. We feel like the coaches believe that we have a better chance of beating Alabama A&M on Saturday with Quincy starting. Because guess what, guys? We still got a chance to win the SWAC East. Mm -hmm. It goes back to your first question, uh, Corey. Relax. All that we need is still in front of us. We just got to go handle business. And if Coach Prime and the staff feel like Quincy give us the best chance to win, I believe uh, that he does too. So I'm going to ride with Quincy. And I'm rooting for the young man. I, I hope he go out and, and dominate. Add one more thing on on onto that with Jalen. I agree. I have no doubt that if we had lost any linemen, I totally believe that we'd be undefeated right now. But also, I really feel like the staff uh, for this game are going to totally change and revamp the O line. I'm almost certain that that's going to happen. 
Uh, we couldn't do it during the game because it is what it is. I, I expect the O-line to be revamped. But also, I totally, I totally expect us – I expect for us to win. Mm. Okay. Mm. I don't know if I'm ready to make a prediction just yet. I don't, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to say that they can't do it. But at the same time, with what we've seen our offensive line give up, I ain't gonna stick my chest out and be like, I just I'm saying I believe that um let me let me say this, man. Uh we've all listen, I, I'm an athlete, I'm a former athlete, I played basketball, and and at the end of the day, it's man versus man. And this is for all the X's and O's. Listen, you need gyms and, and Joes to make X's and O's work. Do I believe we have the gyms and Joes? Yeah, I believe we got a, a good enough team to win every single game that we line up for. But man, listen, it, it's not always what the coach call. If a coach calls a play, you got to go listen. For I, I admonish any alum or fan or supporter of Jack State football to go listen to our coach at the SWAC teleconference. That on, that he that, that he's what go listen to what he had to say on Monday. That's your homework. I'm not even gonna tell you what he said. You go listen to what he had to say, and I'm telling you guys, listen. At the end of the day, Corey, if it's me versus you. You on that other team, I got to beat you, man. I got to make it up in my mind that I'm going to get past you. I can't be on the D-line, and as soon as the offensive lineman touch me, I'm completely out of the play. I can't get into the second level of the offense and have a sack and miss a tackle. You see what I'm saying? I can't blow a coverage. You have to win your – and that's what Coach Prime is saying. He's not throwing the players under the bus. He said, listen, this is this loss is on me. I got to do better. We all – but at the end of the day, the players got to go make the plays. Great players make great coaches, man. And I, I, I'm, I'm serious, man. We, we, I think we got, we got our, you know, we got, we got kicked in the teeth hard enough to where I expect our team to, to respond. Then two is homecoming. It's our spring homecoming, man. You can't lose on homecoming. Yeah. <laughs> you can't. All right. Well, well there you have it. You can't. We won't. Love it, so I love can't. It. We won't. We have some predictions. We're on record. Uh, so looking forward to it. Another chance, uh, you know, for us. Uh, redemption, obviously, you know, you hate losing. But, uh, but again, that game did not count in the swag, uh, in, the, in the standings at least. So, you know, not to make up for the loss against your, against your, your rival. It wasn't a great showing. But at the end of the day, you're still alive. And, uh, you know, a chance to, uh, you know, again, go on and, and win this spring swag championship. That's still, that still is in front of us. So that should be motivation enough uh, for us to move forward especially for the players. So, guys, I'm looking forward to another great game. ESPN, again, we have to yes, redeem sir. ourselves. On national television, yes. we didn't put our best <laughs> right. Everyone's watching. Uh, so now's our chance to, to to right that wrong, if you will, right the ship. Uh, so we'll see what happens. And I know you guys will be back on here next week for us to talk about it. Yes, sir. And, and yeah. Corey, let me add one thing. To the JSU faithful that's listening to this, man, we need y'all at these games going crazy. Um, he and I said besides right, the game, this you know uh, against Southern, man. Look, we need the fans engaged, man. Third down, we want the vet to be the most craziest place any team we go to. We need that stadium to be a house of horrors. I mean, we got we got to change it. Third down, they're begging for you to get up and make some noise. They're even thinking about piping in crowd noise. All the the I love I, mm. as well as I'm gonna call them the Lynch Street Mafia. And we need y'all in there being bunkers. Because you know what? This is going to be a statement game. What a great opportunity. I think it's the game of the season. 
It's a great opportunity for us to write and make this season whole. Because like I said, we win this game, we're four and two with one game left. With a chance to go to the Swag Championship game. With a, with a possibility, slightly, of it being in Jackson. But if it's not, we'll go take over Pine Bluff if we need to. But we need, we need <laughs> you guys to get up, get up on your feet, make some noise, show up and show out like you do. We need that. Didn't Jay Walker just do a, a, a give me five and had Jackson State said numbers don't lie? Don't we got the 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 we the number one in, in attendance? And you mean to tell me we averaging thirty three thousand fans a game and we not? It's easy to come into the vet and play because we ain't making no noise. Come on, guys, we got it. We got to do better than that, you know. So um, that's a great admonishment. Um, let's go out, man, and let's go win, man. We we we. We got a chance. It's right here in front of us, and and I, I'm I'm excited to see the outcome of the game on Saturday. And that'll do it for episode 152 of Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. Thank you to all of our listeners, and again, be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast. Apple Podcast listeners, rate and review the show, and everyone follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. I cannot stress the importance of this enough. We're looking to do some big things with this platform to aid the athletics department and it all starts with you. Downloading, subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show and tell every Tiger that you know. We're on all podcast outlets, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and so on. And we'll be posting each episode on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages. As always, thanks for your support. Go Tigers. Hashtag I believe. Hashtag the I love. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.